Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! What's up, bro? Just got back from Southern California. This is Raj. I am still in bro mode, so please forgive me. Um, I also have to big, give a big shout out to Rob. Uh, Robert Davis, attorney extraordinary, is not here tonight. He is actually at the SEC ACC inaugural challenge, watching his Tennessee Vols face the North Carolina Tar Heels in san diego i believe and um i don't think it's going well i know he's in san diego now the game may be in chapel hill i'm not sure either way tennessee was down 22 so it doesn't matter if they're playing that bitch on the moon not looking good regardless without rob i expect a great show from the rest of us and and let's first start out with uh the producer extraordinaire Mr. Tom Sloan. Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, another great broski uh, intro. I love it. I love it, bro. <laughs> yeah, don't broski it. Just bro. Yeah. And that's. I guess that would be a Midwest thing then. Yeah, then you're Midwesterning me, and that's not cool. We don't need uh, that. And then the uh, the man who talks about today's very difficult day as if it was a hard nine to five work day because he had to <laughs> give up eight strokes to some dude and is one and is advancing to the championship in his golf tournament brandon chain chain how are you how did you pull it off today this tough work day five and four boys five and four uh i was up five with four to go so game over um yeah it was a good uh Good little golf match, but better than uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. So we'll get into that. Damn. That segue. And I was just going to say to folks, um, you know, in law, we like to roadmap where we're going, where we're hopefully going to end up. And this is not your usual championship game week show is what I call it, mainly because most of the championship games suck. Um, we're going to start out with the game, obviously, and, and it's probably fitting that I'm in between Michigan and Ohio State. Um, we'll touch on a few of the other championship games and kind of get into where we think the, the playoffs should be at, what's right, what's wrong, and a few other issues that we have with the NCAA. Of course, all of us have perpetual issues with the NCAA. If you do not, you are not breathing. Um, but let's let's just get fuck the other games, man. Let's let's just get straight into the game. Tom, I'm going to start with you. We're all pessimists because we have horrible perspectives in life, and we love sports more than we should love other things. When you're up six 
and Ohio State has the ball, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, well, to uh, take you back to that moment in time, uh, I thought my heart was going to beat out of my chest. Uh, and at one point, I had to actually get up and walk away. It, it, it was the most intense, I think, I've felt in the last three years. Um, obviously, the last two years, the fourth quarter wasn't, you know, it, 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 they pulled away. Michigan pulled away in the fourth quarter. This was different. Um, there was momentum shifts. And uh, at one point when Michigan had the ball driving, I'm like they're going to put this in the end zone. You know, that could be game. I never was confident, overly confident, like, oh, they're done. They won. This game's over. But when they ended up with a field goal, uh, I – yeah, my pants may have uh, started getting filled because uh, I know what they have, uh, the potential to go downfield very fast. Um, you lost Will Johnson early in the second half, Michigan, uh, who had been covering uh, Marvin Harrison um, in the first half. So uh, I was I was worried. So. The, actually, the last play, I got up and I walked away, and we had a gathering there in the Speakeasy, and it it erupted. And I turned around and looked at the screen, and I, I like dropped to my knees. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God this is over because my blood pressure couldn't take it. I was, <laughs> I, was I stopped drinking because I'm like I, I can't drink because this this Whoa. is going to make it worse. So I had stopped. Well, let's just say uh, uh, the first thing I did was grab a, a fresh beer after that interception, but. Uh, I mean, it, the scenario was perfect for Ohio State to go and win by, by, by one point. And, um, you know, it wasn't in the cards that day. But uh, it just showed how unbelievable that game was. Uh, if you look at the ratings, it said so. Uh, and just that's the game that I think everyone wanted to see coming down to the end. And uh, – I. You know, and unfortunately, it didn't come out Brandon's way. Um, and never will I poo-poo Brandon. I have so much respect for him um, because I've been in his shoes eight years straight. And, and I know how that feels. And, I, you know, my dad as well. So I'm never going to do that uh, to Brandon because I respect the hell out of him. So um, it, personally, I was elated, but I, I feel his pain because I've been there. Was this the best, real quick before I go to Brandon, was this the best matchup of these two teams? They've both been highly ranked, but when it came to just strength for strength, muscle for muscle, yeah. it was the most watched, over 19 million, and second most in the rivalry since 2006, and that was a yeah. three-point game in Columbus, but Bo Schembechler died that day. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a, of a boost there. Um, I, I think the country saw something different even mm -hmm. though they didn't have the names as much the fields right. and other guys the Zeke's. Well, most of everybody was healthy on both sides um michigan had suffered an injury uh gruesome injury to zach center which is horrible um but i think when you match up you know position to position we went over it last week uh it was pretty pretty um pretty uh, evenly matched and and the game just showed it. There was ebbs and flows. Uh, it started out a lot slower than I expected, which, ugh, 
uh, didn't help yeah, the nerves, but chess match for sure. To like feeling out each other. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to go to you chain three reasons. And I know this is hard. Why Michigan won an Ohio state lost or, or why Ohio state lost, you know, three reasons, maybe three well, plays can, that didn't go your way. Three things. I can that give you two you were just for like, sure. Um, All right. What are those? So, things? So this this was definitely a chess match, and and we were the defenses on both sides were incredible. Like I mean, it it was just this is why I I am for this rivalry. I want Michigan to be good for this reason. I want Ohio State to be good for this reason. We want to see this game, right? Everyone wants to see this game. I wanted to see everyone this game wants to see the other game. And I usually think the Big Ten. And I'll I'll go on a sidebar later about why, um, you know, when we skip divisions and all that stuff, whatever. But this was a great game. And the reason we lost, two mistakes. Michigan played a perfect game. They played a perfect game. They did not make a mistake. I think they only had like two two penalties the whole game. Like – a perfect game. And can we side note that with a quote backup coach and all the shit that's gone through yeah, there? You know, you can you can throw all that out the window. The discipline, dude, that's amazing. You can throw backup coach, head coach, whatever. These guys were prepared, they were ready under discipline Harbaugh. is discipline. Yeah, you're under right. Harbaugh, right? And you know, this guy had he had orders and he made them. He, he completed them. It was, it was all good. We made two mistakes, two interceptions. That's the game. There it is done. I mean, this was a battle. It was, it was a battle. And who do you put those interceptions on? McCord for sure. On the first one. Definitely. Second one, second one. Second one, he he's trying. Trying and, what? Walk me through it. All right. He he's trying a little too hard to force something when there was an out five yards shorter. Um, wouldn't have made you know the first down, but could have been potential. Right. He forces it. As as any kid would at that point, you know, games on line. I don't fault him. He is he is a good quarterback. Is he the answer, or is he a CJ Stroud or a JJ McCarthy? No, he's oh, shit. Who is not CJ Stroud right now? But that was going to be my next question. Now. Michigan did have three for 34. Ohio State, to their credit, had one penalty for five yards on the road, which, you know, when Alabama played at Tennessee, they had 13 pre-snap penalties and 19 total. You guys Dude, had one in, penalty. In this That's game, in this game, and Tom knows, you have to be perfect. Any inkling of a turnover or any – if you win the turnover battle or penalty battle – that's game over. You can throw records out the window. Does that have this, a lot to this do with style of play and not necessarily the greatest teams ever? 
it's style, but it's also coaching and study studying of your opponent, right? That's fair. So That's you excellent, excellent you point. get you get that inkling. Like we don't care about any other game. We don't care about winning a national championship. This is the game. Like, and you have to be perfect. And Michigan was perfect. That's my why last. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. My last question for you, though, is Kyle McCord the starting quarterback for Ohio no. State next year? No. Okay, and then that's not my last. Who is? Darren <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> McCord, yeah, you know, I mean, four TD, six picks, eleven and good. one. We'll see how transfer portal works out. But, um, so here's my whole thing on this. And I've said it time and time again, maybe on this podcast. There's a structure here on recruiting. Uh, and it's been in place since Urban. Um, we were supposed to have Quinn Ewers. He came in a year early to get his NIL deal. And then just bounced. So all the recruits that we could have had that were comparable or could have been better than him, whatever, um, we lost, right? So then we have a, a two-year gap because he came in early. CJ goes out. Now we're stuck with Kyle McCord, who's never seen the field. You know, this is – I'm not making excuses. I'm just – trying to talk about the recruiting stacks and like how you recruit players and, you know, create somewhat of a, a an assembler line. Right. Um, it's just it, that opposed a gap in, in the whole system. So now we got to throw Kyle McCord out there who is, you know, obviously he was, Marvin Harrison's quarterback in high school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not a, not a great college quarterback. He just doesn't I have think that we need fire. to have our expectations tempered a bit. You know, lately with Bryce Young and Stroud, you know, like you said before many times, Ohio State was not exactly quarterback you for many years. I mean, that, you know, if for all things considered, my personal opinion is that, McCord knows the offense. He's a junior. He could probably be a better leader, but it's also hard with a lot of those personalities. Um, you know, he has one really bad throw, but otherwise he did enough to win that game. And there's no question about that in my mind, but a lot of people, and I'm going to switch over to Tom here. One reason why Ohio state lost, and this is taken out of context, but, People were calling Ohio State soft. Out of context, but what did Roman Wilson say? And this is about hearing all about Marvin Harrison all week and all of this. You want to put on the Lily V, the $1,000 outfit. You want to act hard, but when you're out there, I see the film, you're not tough. As the quote had continued, I don't think they wanted it. They wanted it like how we wanted it, how I wanted it, um, out of context. But I kind of got the sense, though, that it's easy to say that afterwards, but that Marvin Harrison, I'm not going to say he took plays off, Tom, but 
I didn't get the perception that he was as dominant of a receiver as now don't get me wrong talent wise you know at his peak Antonio Brown-esque I'm not saying he has a bad attitude but I I mean I didn't you know I I thought he was going to have 3,000 yards and set the world on fire and was he overhyped I I think there was a lot of hype I I don't know if overhyped is the right word because his skill level is so high um, I think this is a situation with um, you, you didn't have a quarterback really that that could stretch the field. Uh, and, and I think Marvin Harrison is best when when he can go downfield. C.J. Stroud, Stroud could stretch the field, take the top off the defense. Um, and, and there was one play in that game where, where McCord stepped up in the pocket really nice and let it fly. And he made a hell of a catch. Johnson was with the pass interference. But um, he had a couple games in, earlier in the season. And, I, and I'm convinced there was an injury there that we never knew about because there was games where he just was not the focal point of the offense. And, and, and I might even consider Saturday as being a game where Marvin Harrison Jr. was not the focal point of the offense. There were a lot of stretches where he just – he wasn't getting targets. It wasn't a situation with, um, you know, Michigan defending. He just wasn't getting targets. And why, especially when your number one DB on him at least is well, out of the was, game hurt. He was I, double teamed a lot, though. He was double teamed well, a lot. Been double teamed since day one at Ohio State. Yeah, but I think the key, the key in this game coming in was who's going to win the ground battle. And and I really think Ohio State day. Ryan Day was was trying to really force that uh, that ground game and uh, Travion Henderson goes out with a looked like a maybe an ankle injury and I thought uh, Trannon did a really nice job and then it mm-hmm. seemed like they kind of shied away from that um, they they went away from Stover so I'm not really sure what the what the offensive game plan was from Ryan Day. I really don't feel like he had a lot of trust in Kyle McCord, but, but back to the soft thing. I I think that comment was taken a bit of out of context. I, I, I don't like Roman Wilson making those comments after the fact. It was, um, and you know that, but he heard it all week. But you know? to me, my, my theory is that was a, an answer to, I believe it was uh ward there cornerback earlier in the week a reporter asked him uh, now that you've seen game film on Michigan is there anything that stands out about them and he gave a one-word answer no so I think that was a rebuttal to to that comment saying okay you don't see anything well I didn't see anything Uh, soft I think the word soft has been overused uh, ever since the whole uh, spygate uh, bullshit has gone under, you know, you, this fan base is soft, that f- fan base is soft. I think it's been overused, but um, I, I, I think it's a situation where, where Roman Wilson's emotions got the best of him because let's face it, he didn't have the best game. You know, he did have a touchdown, but, um, but you're defending him. Like you feel bad that, you know, may come back to bite. I'm just saying but, if, if journalistic integrity and journalistic accuracy were a thing, and journalistic hearsay were not a thing, 
let alone context, we'd have nothing to talk about. Oh, sure. You're absolutely sure. right. No one was like, this guy's a P word. What do you think? You yeah. Know? Well, look, do a P word. What are your you thoughts? can roll back the game film and watch. Yeah. And this was, this was not a soft game. No. Like these guys, they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. This was Smash Mouth. It, it was a great game. Like, I mean, look at that first quarter. Like that said, was old it, school Big Ten football. They were was, they were trying to establish themselves in the trenches. Both sides were just beating each other up. And, um, you know, it took a turnover to kind of change the momentum of that, of that yeah. moment. But, it, it, that, and that that's what is the game, right? Like, even Ryan Day said before the game, turnover, battle, you know, this is what's going to win it. Mm-hmm. And, hey – you guys had zero. We had two. I mean, that's the game, yeah. right? And I agree. And I'm going to use that as a transition to you, Brandon. Ryan Day is an astounding 40 and O against Big Ten opponents. All Big Ten opponents that don't wear maize and blue. Mm-hmm. Is he dead man walking is he on the hot seat is there a guy like brian hartline is he catching heat i mean and then there's also i i hate to say this but he's just kind of got as a sc guy clay Hilton had this good face and he's got this like methy bags underneath his eyes like well, it's this guy's fault. Like, sorry, that's just my impression of him, and I can do that anytime. But I don't know. Like, do you like Ryan Day? And I'm going to start with, is he on the hot seat? So, as a, as a coach and his record against anybody else, He's great. He's phenomenal. Which I established. I want a Which yes you or established, no. Yes or no. I I'm I could be a lawyer here, Raj. Just let me let me finish out. Oh, you're too smart to be a lawyer, trust <laughs> me. Um, but in Ohio, you sign a contract. And part of that contract is you must beat the team up north. And Urban Meyer said it on game day. You know what you're signing up for. Now, am I calling for Ron Day's head? No. <laughs> Are majority of Ohio State fans? Absolutely. Um, Does Brian Hartline being there, like uh, a godson, you know, like. So Hartline is probably next in line, I would say. Or. Um, or what about Mike Vrabel? If you know you're t- you're asking a Titan <laughs> fan, that's Mike that's a whole a great coach, and you'll hear on hard knocks the guys are like, shit, man, every time we play them, it's tough. But do you want to go from that to sitting in living rooms and year round? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, God, yeah. he's a god in Columbus. I mean he is a god in he Columbus. Is, but is he a recruiter? Ron Day's yeah. a recruiter. Ron Day can recruit, and can recruit. and that's the thing. 
Like, do you want to give that up? I I say personally, one more year, give them a shot. We're in Columbus. If you can't win there next year in Columbus, then yes. Yeah. Just resign or do whatever you have to do. Bow out. You're done. But I, I say one more year. He's a great coach. Great winning percentage. I mean, one of the greatest. I mean, Texas A&M, people will be going all over him. I mean, come on. It, it's it's crazy. 56 but and 7 all time. I mean. That's just how it is, though. I that's agree. how it is. Yeah. If you do not beat it, we don't care about national championships. If you don't beat the team up north, you're done. Like, that's just how the blood is. It's crazy. It's stupid. Well, I mean, I love how many it. I love years it. in a row? I love it. How many years in a row did you guys beat Ohio State? Uh, or, sorry, did you guys beat Michigan? Apologies. So, 10 out of 11 years. 10 yeah. out of 11. And during that time, how many coaches did Michigan have, Tom? Three. 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 Shit, man. It See, matters. And Harbaugh, Harbaugh's made it through the whole. He lost, he, he lost three of them. Didn't he lose three oh, yeah. of them? Or two? Three or, three or four. Yeah. And if it's, it doesn't Urban have those, seven, Urban exactly. seven and no. I Everyone's talking about bringing back or... Urban Meyer right now. I'm like, hey, I'm not opposed to it, but <laughs> it's it's a job saver. Um, I'm gonna switch gears here a little bit. We've all seen. Um, I don't know. If, you know, we have a graphic, but the stupid playoff rankings have come out, which are are basically silly all year round, let alone at this point, but. Um, for those that don't know, it's Georgia. No, thank you, Tom. Producer extraordinaire. Michigan, number three being the Huskies of Washington, who was a nine and a half point underdog to number five at a neutral field of Oregon. Number four, FSU, Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, Penn State. I'm going to go to you, Tom. Can Ohio State still make the playoff brandon says no i but logistically could so this here's happen? here's the thing and, and so i tweeted in our chat or i texted our chat last night um i my opinion i think that this committee is a is a joke let me start off by saying that this committee is a complete fraud 100 um, agree but i think they put Ohio State, where they put them, because it gives the best case scenario. Here, here's how Ohio State gets back in: if Al, if Georgia beats Alabama, if Oklahoma State can beat Texas, clearly Michigan's going to beat. Well, I guess I shouldn't get too cocky, but you shouldn't. Uh, all indications are Michigan can beat will. Iowa. Uh-huh. Uh, Louisville beats Florida State, which is possible. Yep. And Washington beats Oregon, which they have beat them already. It's not – I would give it maybe a, a 30 to 40% chance, but there is a realistic opportunity. And I think even if Alabama beats Georgia, um, seeing that Alabama sitting at um, number Two eight, behind us. There's, yeah. I mean, so I, That's weird to me, but I guess they had no choice because they lost to number seven. We value number six, who was all, as high as number two. So they can't fall too far when they lose a narrow by a narrow margin to a highly ranked team. And then you got two Pac-12 teams that 
have two Heisman contenders, just the politics involved. It's mm -hmm. almost as if we could just, I wish we can just say, even from the beginning before Jordan Travis got hurt, get lost Florida state. Let, let's figure it out amongst the what, top seven. What I don't, what I don't understand is, is this committee puts Washington at three, but then Vegas has them as a nine and a half point favorite to the number five ranked team. It's Underdog, just yeah. Michigan. The, the 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 adage all season was you haven't played anybody. Guilty. Yep. Uh, strength of schedule, one of the worst in the country. Guilty. Three weeks ago, that changed. Two top ten wins, arguably the best win this year in college football, and they move them up one spot. Where mm. Georgia struggles against Georgia Tech. Right. I just I just think. It's so, it's 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 a complete mockery and and this isn't Michigan homerism. This is no, two top ten wins in three weeks. One being the best win out of any school in the country, regardless Harbaugh there or not. They won. That should have been enough for them to put them at number one. Change well, should Michigan, Michigan get host? Change a little bit. Maybe number one. They did. I, I think they should, um, especially after that Georgia Tech-Georgia game. But here's here's what sucks about the Big Ten right now, and this is going away, thankfully. The two best teams are on the same side. Mm -hmm. So you do you never get that – so Oregon-Washington, right? Two best Washington, teams in their um, blah, blah, blah. Now they get to go to this championship game. So imagine if this is – Michigan on the other side and they just beat us. Now we won, you know, the West or whatever, and they're in the East, whatever. And now we go to the championship game. Now what do you do? Right? Now we're in the same boat. And it, it's just it doesn't and this is the first year that Pac 12 did that. No divisions, you know. But and I was gonna ask you both, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know me, I have a 10 second memory. Next year, is that the same thing? Could no, I mean, if Michigan and Ohio State play each other, and then they're so, both the best teams, there's no division. Next, so they next play year, each other back to back. What's that? No divisions next year. No divisions. So now, now there's it's the best. So team could team. Michigan and Ohio State play each other? Yes. back to back. Yes. If, right. if this Absolutely. was next year, if this was next year, we would year, play again. It would be a rematch. We'd in, play again in, next weekend. Yeah, and which yes, would be great. That. That's interesting. Which would be um, – so Saturday was the number one rated game, uh, Fox football game in Fox history. This would be the top it by uh, probably five or six million. That's yeah. how huge. And, and, and it's another reason why I really think the committee put them at six for just a, just a little possibility that we could see yeah. Michigan – Ohio State in the first round of the CFP, that would be the highest rated football game in history. If, if Alabama has style points and they beat Auburn by 40, do things look different? I know they lost to no. Texas, but that was very early on. You mean, so they don't. You don't think their, their lack of style points and their lucky win hurt them? No. Brandon? No. Look! Look at this Auburn game. This, this was this was a 
even though they won the game, th- this was a non like they're done. Like there's no chance they're getting in after that game. You think I, there there's no chance Alabama's getting it except mm-hmm. but if they beat Georgia, they're still not getting in. You don't think so, Tom? I, if Alabama ooh. beats Georgia, so who do you and does Georgia? Did Georgia win? That's what I'm saying. Go ahead. Alabama beats Georgia. Michigan wins. Mm-hmm. Oregon beats Washington. Florida State wins. I, I think. I think. Probably. There's the path for Ohio State right there. It could be. That's what I was thinking it earlier. Yeah. So That's the path for Ohio Alabama State. get in. Now but you that is that is a but does yeah. Texas get in no, if they Texas. win their championship, which many people think they will? Does Ohio State get in? You know, here here's the thing. If the Florida committee, State loses, the committee prides itself, and I'll use pride very loosely on the fact that they look at, or so they say, they look at strength of schedule, they look at resume. Okay, let's do that. One loss, Texas. One loss, Alabama. One loss, Ohio State. Who has the better resume? To me, it's Ohio State. You have two two top 20 wins. I I, I don't think, um, you know, at this particular moment in time, Alabama doesn't have that. But if Knowing how this the committee has a bias to the SEC, I don't see how they keep Alabama out. Um, but then you're gonna have you're gonna have the the argument that well, how do you keep a back to back national champion one loss team out of the college football players? You're gonna have a potential for maybe four one loss schools uh, fighting out for the last spot. So um, yeah, I. There's an argument to be made for each school. This is why those arguments will not be a factor come next year with the 12 team format. Yeah. Well, and I also think it it depends on how bad you get beat, you know, per se. So if Alabama boat races Georgia, I mean that that could be, you know, a little bit in their favor if they and just talk about, about three the points. improvement factor throughout the year with Jalen Mil- Milrow and oh, this is college football. They always matters. We, yeah, we for we sure. But you're right. If they boat race them, then what? Yeah, then it changes everything. But yeah. you know, you got you got to look at you know Ohio State was going down with you know 30 seconds left to win the game. Like could potentially the win the game on the road in the big house. I mean that that was that was a That's real only factor loss. there. That's the only, only loss. loss. Like and could have won it. Mm-hmm. Like a couple plays. So uh, obviously I'm biased, but I'm just saying I don't think Ohio State's going to get in by any means. But I'm just saying there there is a argument there mm-hmm. if it comes down to who had the better loss win blah blah blah. Um, I, we we have a valid argument. Because we've we've been good all year, we've gotten better progressively, and that was a hell of a game. Uh, we yeah. made two mistakes, and that's what that's what lost the game. So I think, um, ironically enough, that both Alabama had to throw with three seconds left 
to like, and 30, fourth and goal from the 31. Dude, 26, 30, whatever that, it was. I mean, that is just stupid. It they should not just on that factor itself, they should not be in against college. a team who lost to uh Auburn, New Mexico State. New Mexico State the Aggies are not bad at nine and three. But hey, I'm gonna say know, this quickly. Is is I think that last year when those because I think there's been a lot of years when the Big Ten teams haven't played anybody, whatever the fuck that means. And then they both nobody knows how good or bad they are. And they both made it and they both showed up and gave Georgia everything they could handle and more and should have won, probably. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and Michigan lost a great a, a good TCU team. So I think that kind of changed the perception oh, of the Big Ten. Um, where they didn't have to play teams. Ironically enough, they did play teams this year, and now we're getting a new conference. But I, w- I want to get off of the Big Ten and the championship game because it's just – I mean, if you look at every statistic, yeah, offensively man. versus defensively, Tom, I'm going to ask you this. You told me this number, and I didn't even know what to do with it. I wasn't even having a drink yet. <laughs> what – is the first half over on Ohio on Iowa's points total over under the first half of the Big Ten championship game over under for Iowa, folks? 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. The over under of this game is 35 and a half, and, and I think. Literally, Michigan probably could rack up all 35 and a half of those. So uh, we'll get into that game later, but um, mm, there's some chances there. But then again, there probably isn't a lot of chances to make money. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to go back and look at previous uh, conference champions and see what the uh, first half over-unders have been. I guarantee you they're more than a half a point. That's just, that's crazy to me. I've never seen that shit, and I'm going to get to something else I've never seen. But, Tom, I told you, because we are a comprehensive show, and in in lieu of journalistic integrity, I want to make sure we touch every game that matters. You have eight Mm -hmm. exact words, count them out, to say about the Big Ten championship game, Michigan and Iowa. Please go. I am glad there are no more conference uh, divisions. I'll say that. Because this game, sorry, I'm adding to the eight. No, you're this right. Game, you said your statement wasn't this, what I expected. This is uh, embarrassing this for is the big stupid. It's embarrassing. But the if good the thing The two best teams are not playing. The good thing is with the, the, the uh, expansion coming next year, we're not going to see this again. And yeah. thank the Lord, the past, you know, it was Iowa this year. It was Purdue the year before. So uh, terrible. Iowa Green the year State. before oh, that. And, and Who cares? And and it's just, it's been, it's been an abysmal uh, big 10. I mean, there's, there's tickets right now at Lucas oil for um, $48, $48. Oh. That's including the fees. So you can go to the Big Ten Championship right now in Indy. This is Wednesday. The tickets are going to go down for under $100. 
but getting there. And is it worth a, a, a seven hour drive to go see that game? I, I I'm not too sure about what that. a game it's going to be. Uh, be going to <laughs> Indy. It would be a lot more fun to get all the bars down there, but yeah, it's, it's thank the Lord. The divisions are done. Now, now Robbie isn't here. I was going to talk about the SEC. I do want you guys to know, not that anyone else in the world cares, but Tennessee has outscored North Carolina 38-23 in the second half. It is now a seven-point game with seven minutes left. Oh, three by North Carolina, a 10-point game. But there you go. You must be talking basketball. Um, yes. Tennessee well, well, they could Tennessee could give up 87 in football, but um, no, I'm talking basketball. But um I'm gonna move over to the SEC uh chain, even though you nor I love it very much. We respect it and we live here amongst it and we are inundated mm-hmm. by it. Tell me how Alabama beats Georgia. Running the ball. That that is the entire key. Georgia, if you slow them down a little bit and Saban is is caught on here. Um uh, what's the quarterback's name there for uh, Alabama? Milro. So he is not a typical Alabama quarterback, right? So Saban has played to his strengths, which is running the ball, little play action, you know, get him some short passes, get a little confidence. I think running the ball here is the key. Uh Saban's gonna beat Georgia. I really think so. I think Georgia has not been tested. And here comes the um, master over the apprentice. I mean, I heard heard someone say today, um, this could be Nick Saban's best coaching year ever. Mm -hmm. What he's been able to – accomplished with uh with Milrow the 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 faith that he showed in him after I believe it was you know they pulled him after week one um I think it was week three in the rain at South Florida and then they went back to him and um I just and and like like uh Brandon said the, the the continued advancement and 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 his growth and and it was really it was his ability to make plays with his legs that has kind of emerged his, his arm talent. So um, I, I agree. I, I think this is a game where Milrow kind of has to take over. He's got to make plays with his legs here. Um, he'll Can be he against pocket, that speed? So. Can he against that speed? Can he they can. cover he's Brock he's, Bowers? He's a strong, he's a strong quarterback. I really think he can. And that Alabama's defense is really, you know, shored up outside of last week's game that I'll chalk up to a to Bowers a is done. Though, yeah, right? yeah. Bowers isn't playing anymore in Michigan. I thought he came back. Oh, he's he's he? done. He came back two weeks ago. He came back. Did he? Oh, he's back. I think huh. so. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm he came back two or three weeks ago in in um, McConkey, which is the craziest <laughs> last name. Lad McConkey. Um, that's so a pretty you, dynamic duo. But Carson, you guys are too young to remember Phil McConkey, little number eighty-six on the Giants in the late eighties. Yep. But one of our babysitters and nannies, Lad McConkey, is her cousin. I won't say her name, but yeah, she's like, yeah, my cousin plays on the team. She's sweet. 
college student. I go, what's his name? She goes, lad. I go, he's a boy. I get it. But like, what, what, what's his name? Lad McConkey. And I'm like, is that a poor name? Like, I didn't know what she meant. And this was before I knew he was good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he ended up being like a hell of a player. But her cousin is Lad McConkey, which if I was ever in porn, that would be my name. Um, so give me a winner, both of you. Alabama, Georgia. Just straight up. Can Alabama win? Yes or no? Uh, yes. I I think so. I think so. They can. I love it. Um, how about another quick thing? Tom, is Texas winning a given to you? For those that don't know, Texas is playing number 18, Oklahoma State, who has, in my opinion, the best running back in the country and Ollie Gordon the second leading the country in rushing yards at, what, over 1,500, 1,600. Uh, Texas is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think it's a given that Texas wins. I think um, uh, Ewers has not looked good since he's come back. And there is talks. I've heard uh, the backup that was in Texas. Malik Thomas, Malik, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, uh, could could be hitting the transfer portal and uh, one Archie uh, Manning, Ohio State could be Malik Murphy. Malik, in him, Malik so. Murphy, Malik yeah. Murphy. So, um, and, yeah, Ohio State's got their eyes on Archie right now. I think everyone has their eyes on Arch, but um, so you don't think it's a given they will win? What about you, Chain? Is Texas moving on? I mean, it's it's not a layup here. I mean, they they got to show up and play. They should win this game pretty easily, but you never know, man. I, I don't discount if, a hot or Oklahoma State here. So if they come out and play like they did at Bedlam, I like I like the uh, Cowboys. Uh, well, Oki State. I mean, their quarterback, Bowman, he just has to not make mistakes. And when he doesn't, if you watch Ollie Gordon the second, he gets stronger as the game goes on. He's not quite Earl Campbell or others, but he is a big physical back who just sure. wears your ass out. And he's one of the best you've never heard of. And I, when I've watched him, and I have a friend that went to Oklahoma State. Um, what up, Sean? Yeah. Just, I was like amazed by this guy. Siren, Um, siren on the show. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. Uh, Let's let's move on to what I think, and I can't believe I'm saying this. And of course, my team's got nothing to fucking do with it, and it's the swan song of our conference. But top to bottom, I I think we are probably the second best conference in the country. Us being the Pac-12, I'm sure you guys disagree. Maybe we're even better than the SEC top to bottom. We'll see after next week. But let's move on to that championship game. Washington, number three in the playoff, defeated Oregon at home 36 to 33. Oregon at number six in the in, in the playoff rankings, just beat 
a very good Oregon State team at home. If that game's a Corvallis, I think it's very different. But to Oregon's credit, they hammered them. Oregon, who lost to Washington and who is three spots behind them, is a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Washington, who's slated to be in right now. First of all, what the fuck? I'm going to go with you, Chain, first. Is this Vegas just trying to sucker us and get sucker bets, or do they really think Oregon is that good and Washington is that bad? This is called the eye test and what we've seen as of late. Oregon is that good, and Washington has been that bad as of late. Uh, I I love this. I, I love Oregon here. This is going to be a boat race. Oregon's offense is too powerful. Penix doesn't have the weapons that Oregon does. Dan Lanning, what a coach. Um, just give me Oregon all day, dude. He's going to boat race them. This is revenge on another level. Like, this is that Colorado speech, like they they play for clicks, we play for wins. Yeah. This is this is that kind of game. Well, I I think the key to this game is there were some grumblings that Penix has got some ribs, a rib injury, because after that game, when he stuck his head in wherever he was in, some kind of like a like a, like a toolbox or something. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah. There was actually a guy guarding him, making sure nobody went up and slapped him in the back like at a boy. So yeah. there, there are some rumors that that there could be an injury there. Um, I think the reality is since that game earlier in the season, uh, the teams have been going different directions. Oregon. Kind of took it personal, missed miss a field goal at the end of that game. They could have tied it. Um, and Washington, they just – they do have Roma Dunze, who, who, in my opinion, it probably played the best wide receiver this year uh, stats-wise. Um, but that was really all that that he had after, after the fact. So I think you have a case where Oregon propelled from that loss and Washington maybe – plateaued after that win so i don't like the nine and a half i i don't like the nine and a half due to Penick's ability to kind of throw the ball downfield i would probably take washington to cover in this game but i like oregon here i think dan lanning is it's asserting himself as an elite level coach uh obviously he came from the kirby smart tree uh, and he's really showing his dominance. And and this is going to put them into the CFP. And, and they have not forgotten about that loss earlier this season in uh, Seattle. My, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm bitter because I don't like Oregon at all. Bo Nix throws the, uh, the ball five yards every time, and it turns into something. Uh, Oregon has always been systematic, though. Ever since Chimp Kelly, yeah, like trust me, I went through the whole uh, Marcus Mariota phase where they thought every he was a great quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback. He was a systematic quarterback. Same thing. Oregon is the yeah. 
And, who, who is, who, and, and I think Michelle, our uh, our guest uh, participant, yeah. host, contributor, and noted Oregon's defense, and they are much more improved this year. And, and that's all thanks to Dan Lanning. Um, yeah, there's Roma Duns and, and uh, Jay Lynn Polk, and Dylan Johnson has come on since that Oregon game. But the Ducks look really tough to stop. Um that being said, I want to see them on some heavy grass and 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 see what they can do. Of course, that that's not Vegas, going to happen though. this weekend. It's the in the iRobot. What's that? It's in Vegas, isn't it? It's in iRobot in Allegiant Stadium. So, will they have um, the grass or turf down? They'll have the the turfish down. So, Oregon will be fast. Um, take the over. <laughs> take the over. Um, but. Last thing I'm going to ask either of you. Actually, I'll just ask Tom. SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, top to bottom, rank the three of them. I'll ask you both. Chain deserves to know. I'm, I, I'm just going to let Phoebe girl my dog in because she's whimpering at the door, at the office door. I'm going I'm to disagree with you, Raj. I think the Pac-12 is the best conference top to oh, bottom shit. this year. Um. Thanks right. to uh, thanks to the Arizona Wildcats um, and Oregon State, who played really well, who they just lost their coach to Michigan State, which um, I think Michigan State hit a home run with Jonathan Smith. I think he's going to yeah, be, I agree. He, he's going to be he's yeah, going to be gonna a great guy. That that, that was it. Seems great. like they're getting their shit together there. Yeah, right? it, that was a safe uh, yeah. hire, and it was also the right hire. Um, I, as a Michigan fan, um, I gotta give them props. They they definitely um, went yeah, out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That was they, a solid that happened because I was talking to Phoebe, my dog. Jonathan Smith is I have too much crap in my office. Is a Oregon State Beaver alum, yeah. former quarterback. Well, yeah. Oregon State doesn't have a conference. Michigan State. Michigan yeah. State got bailed out by that. Yep. Yep. Oregon State Oregon doesn't State have a conference anymore. Yep. So, but that does make an impact. But then again, they were going to start their own. So I think I think the Pac-12 did enough this year. You have you have two teams in the top ten. Um, you know Oregon State's right in the mix. Uh, what Jed Fish did in Arizona, um, you know Washington State had flashes. Uh, Oregon State, so I, I like them. Uh, and and <laughs> I don't. I hate. I am not an SEC guy by any stretch of the imagination. Paul Feinbaum can roll down a hill for all I care. Um, but I'd, I'd put them at number two uh, because the simple fact is the Big Ten was bad this year. And this is just top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. that's what you I'm only thinking. had three teams that were worth anything. And 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 three is sure. a stretch because I really uh, – you have a, a coach in James Franklin who will always make the wrong decisions in the big-time games. Uh, we have a coach, uh, an assistant coach in Sharon Moore that has more top ten – wins in three weeks than James Franklin does in his entire career. So um, <laughs> for that simple reason, I think the big 10 who really had a bad year is that's beautiful. I might, I might even say the big 12 is better than the pack, uh, the big 10. So dude, this is why I can't wait till the divisions are just gone. We're gone. Like, okay. So USC's coming. UCLA, Washington, um, Oregon, Oregon, 
I mean, this is going to be a great conference. Mm -hmm. And with no division, like there's actually going to be the two best teams that play for the title in the Big Ten, which is, but you know, so many teams the, aren't gonna this play was this game other. last last week, right? So, so how stupid. many teams aren't going to play each other, though? Like, it's going to be tough. Well, they got to play them and they didn't. I, I <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. Play. It doesn't matter. Like, no division, like, you get to that conference championship. Now, it's it's always said there, Michigan and Ohio State, one of them is going to lose, and one of them is not going to make it to the Big Ten Conference or championship, which is bullshit because they're mm -hmm. the two best teams in the conference. Yep. Well, it this could should be, be a rematch. Big Ten championship, which in all likelihood it if, will be. If there were no divisions and we played every year, we would also repeat that same game. Then you would have to move. Then you would have to move the game earlier in the season. I think. Yeah, exactly. I think you then might. There would be there would be that same game again yeah. in the conference championship. So but the I, one thing, Rod, before before we continue, um, I, I am concerned with you know three out of the four of the Pac-12 coming over. What's the one common thread that three out of the four have? Money. No, UCLA. I, I, I should say don't have after this year a star quarterback. Uh, Caleb is gone. Bo Nix is gone, and um, uh, Penix is Penix gone. Is gone. So, and Dante Moore is probably going to leave. There, Dante Moore is going to go, and um, yeah, and then o Oregon State's number two. He's probably, you know, an option for some of those guys. But uh, I think I heard today there's there's uh, Ward is his last name, their backup quarterback. Um, SC's got the number one uh, recruit, depending on the service, Malachi Nelson from LaSalle, who came in this year. Unproven, um, unproven. So I think that's a situation oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a there's a big unknown. So hey, that could Kyle, come Kyle McCord hits the transfer portal and goes straight to USC. And <laughs> I'll take his ass in a heartbeat, man. We, he need, can go a, to Oregon. we need a buffer. He can go to Oregon. Yeah. No. If he, he can go there. The offense yeah. that, that Auburn his, wanted his game. I, I think, I think McCord would, would do well in a, in a Dan Lanning offense. Auburn I think, I think he'll, he'll do well Yep. Remember that? He was, Auburn uh, Bo Nix. Yep. Um, uh, we're, we're coming down to it, so I'm going to go rapid fire now. And I will cut you both off, uh, which I ordinarily do, but this time as a host. Um, I'm going to start with you, Tom. Florida State wins. Are they in no matter what? They beat Louisville. Yes. Mm, they're at number four how much they win if they, they win, have to win yeah if, if they win they can't double lose. digits yes if it, it doesn't but then chain if <sighs> oregon at number six beats number three washington by 40 you're still gonna keep fsu in i i think then they're, they're say, but then let's say you know number five who is uh well then washington falls Oregon goes. That's what I'm saying. Number five is is whom? Who am I missing? Um, well, I'm Oregon uh, right now. Then Oregon's uh, five. Oregon six. Um, who's six? No, we're six. Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. Or you know maybe Texas rolls huge. Uh, Texas. Bama beats Georgia. Like if FSU wins, no matter what, they are in. 
Yes. I'm going to say yes. They're at number four right now. There's no way the committee's going to take them out of that if they win their – Them moving them back. Show you guys enough against UF in that 24 to 15 win to make him, you think no, what, they can give a game to whoever the number one seed is. You know, they're, they're going off past tense here. And that's, that's what's sad. Like what you've done in the past versus losing Jordan Travis. Dude, that that's everything. That was your whole, whole offense. Whole but team, they shouldn't so. be punished for that. They shouldn't be punished for it. Punished for that. I think but, it's so apropos for the, the end of the fourteen they, playoff because if I, they I keep winning, is it, absolutely they should be in. I, but they're they're no, going to get. Think, well, I don't think anybody has an issue dropping them three spots next year to seven, where in the first round they'd play an eight, you know, and they'd still get their chance, and then we can see them get their ass whipped, where they're not excluding a bunch of teams where this scenario doesn't become uncomfortable for a lot of different people. But, yeah, at this point, they did what they had to do. I think we all don't want to see them in there. But we all know that unless they lose. This was the definitive answer to your They put them in this week. They put them in this week. They're in the top four. They can't – if they don't lose, they are not going to lose the top four. There's just no way. An undefeated conference power yeah. five conference champion. I, I, they want Florida State back in it. That's a, another big name school. It's another big big time money school. That they want them in it. Well, TCU lost last year and still made it in. Let's say number five Oregon beats number three Washington 58-57. And FSU wins nine to eight over Louisville. Does Oregon get in over FSU? And I, I'm Oregon, not saying like Oregon that. gets in over Washington. They're just going to flop. They're going to flip flop. Yeah. See, I, I would Florida, think Oregon and Washington. You know, I didn't. No, I think Florida I don't State know stays why in. You made it last Oregon year after in. losing to Kansas State. They won't do that. Um, and, and so I think anything's possible when TCU. Did they even drop a spot? I think they stayed at three, correct? Yeah, and, they did. And, yeah. And, and I had no yeah, idea how did. that happened. Because Michigan should have been number one. They kept them at two. So, but I digress. Tom, I'm going to ask you this. Make the case for Alabama getting in win over Georgia. And is there any chance? I know. I think we talked about this earlier. If they lose to Georgia, is there a way they could still get in? No. Considering their one loss is to Texas. No. No. Because they're going to have a two loss. Georgia. If they what beat they Georgia, mean? if they beat Georgia and um, Texas loses to Oklahoma State, um, but then again, therein lies the other problem: are they are they going to not have an SEC representative in the college football playoff? Um, that that is hard for me to fathom. Um, so I think if Alabama wins, I think they're going to say. That's a that's a seven seed or an eight seed being a one, we're gonna put them in. So uh, I think advantage Florida kind of gets moved up in that scenario possibly, but uh, they need help. But I think it always is gonna come down to the SEC bias and and that committee, boo boo whatever his last name is, loves him some SEC, and 
I don't see any situation where there is not an SEC representative. See, we're coming down to the end here, folks. These are, I mean, I love these questions. You guys are crushing it. You guys don't know what I'm asking, and you're both really holding your own and doing way better than I ever would. Um, False. Which is, no, really not. I'm, I'm going scenarios here that are pretty rando. This is one, we're coming down to it, though, but this one is one I wanted to ask Chain. Uh, Washington loses. Florida State loses. Texas wins. Um, and then let's say, you know, mm, what I had missed was that about Oregon would get in. But, damn it, I was trying to find a scenario that if Ohio State, which is who is ranked ahead of Texas by one, but Texas wins their their conference, could they jump Ohio State or would Ohio State say the same? Um, I, I have to think of the particulars here, how that would happen. You know, I guess Michigan would have to lose. Washington would have to lose and Florida State would have to lose. If that were the case, you know, Oregon would be in. And then the question is, would the last team be Texas who won or Ohio State who's ahead of them? Mm, that, different things. Number one. That's a great question. In your question, in, in your opinion. The better team's Ohio State for sure. Um, Texas, look, they caught Alabama early. Um, Alabama's not on point. Alabama is now brand new quarterback. What we thought of Alabama being. They're they're competitive. Um, they're a great team. Texas has kind of stayed stagnant throughout the season. They had that great win, and they really just haven't impressed throughout. So, um, you know, it, it really depends on what the value of the community is at this point. Like, is it statistics? Is it eye tests? Is it quality wins? Like, what are you going on? And how do they value that? And where does that end up? You know, we can sit here and speculate all we want because we're reckless speculation. We can do that. For me, I don't give a shit what Texas does. They suck at this point. <laughs> um, I don't care if they win, lose, draw, down, or you know, get them down. Um, Ohio State's one of the best five teams in the country. So whether they get in the playoffs or not, that, I'm good with that. Like, we had a good game. It's all good. If we don't get in, you know, we'll get them next year. But um, I don't see a path for us getting there. I think the committee tried to do that last year. We should have beat Georgia. God, we should have beat Georgia. But, you know, I digress. Um, Ohio State's a good team. I did find it interesting, and I think the committee agrees with you that they left Texas and Alabama. If I'm a Texas fan and an Alabama fan, you know, I was probably hoping Ohio State would fall behind us, and they didn't. And so it's obvious the committee values the pack and they value the Big Ten, which the irony is overwhelming. Um, and, and along those same lines, one of my last questions is, is, is to Tom. Usually the SEC is is everyone's darling. 
none of us like James Franklin. However, Penn State lost by an average of eight points, eight and a half points, to two top three teams in the country at the time, to Michigan and Ohio State, both of whom I believe were ranked in the top three. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way Penn State could get in, but what if mm. instead of Penn State, their name was LSU, and instead of Michigan and Ohio State at two and three, it was Alabama and Georgia. Is mm. it a different story there? Do, do you follow me? Yeah. Um, I, I think LSU would have more, more of a chance. To- what, if, what if their name is Tennessee or Ole no. Miss? No, mm-hmm. because they haven't. I, I hate so does to say reputation this. matter. I, I hate to say mm-hmm. this. I think you're you're. That's absolutely right. Um, yep. And I think with when it comes to Penn State, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, they're not the tenth best team in the country. Um, this this is the same team. Go back, go back five six years. It's the same story every year with James Franklin. He yeah. looks great and until it's time for him to really look great. And aside for that one win in, in, in a whiteout against, I, I think it was what, 2016, 2015 mm-hmm. in um, uh, Happy Valley against Ohio State. Um, he did beat Michigan, uh, I think, in 2019. But, um, you know, it's the same scenario for them. I mean, they, they get to the top. And then they just fall backwards. So uh, they're quarterbacks. They're all the same. Yeah. Same um, offenses. I mean, like I just the. I mean, there's nothing there. Yeah. But, you know, I was just curious. They they lost the two top three teams by eight and a half points. It was competitive. Um. You know, I feel like if they were SEC teams and their name was something different, mm-hmm. perhaps they'd be viewed differently. Could be. Um. And, and I think we're all acknowledging that reputation matters. And I think everyone would acknowledge that except for the committee uh, just because they couldn't substantially back it up, but it's true. It um, does. But at some point you have to have an eye test, right? Like literally we all watch football every year. Like you have to understand what's good football versus what's not good football. So I agree that logic I mean, throw it out the window, I guess, if you're the committee, but logic plays a huge part in common sense. Like, come on, what are we doing? I agree. Um, we're going down to the final nitty gritty. Let's go quick, quick, quick. Um, Tom, is there a possibility that Ohio State and Michigan face each other again? <laughs> I, if. <laughs> uh the only way that happens is if Georgia loses uh, and then Michigan goes to one. And uh, if the stars align, Ohio state slides into four, then, then yes, I give that about a 25% chance of happening. Um, which would mean Alabama would be left on the outside looking in. Which they're too back from Ohio state, which and, they should still, be. But we and all know Alabama has Alabama's name and that's the, I know, but so losing to a three versus a window, like, you, no, I, I agree with the jump there, you know, you're using logic. That's the, yeah, it's crazy to here's lose the thing. To use logic. Here's the thing. The committee, the committee loves Ohio state. 
And normally, when you lose matters. So you get those losses out of the way early, like, uh, like sure, like Alabama and Texas. But that's not the case this year. Ohio State loses to number three Michigan. You would think that would spell the end for them, but they move them to six ahead of Alabama and Texas. They value Ohio State higher than Alabama and Texas. Well, again, you look at the loss, though. Like, oh, they I would agree. Dry, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, they could have done this. Throw, throw the points out. Like, they're driving down. This was, this was, you know, two plays in, and mm-hmm. that could have been a completely different game. So, yep. I, to it, me personally, those teams. I, and I said this before, they were the most evenly matched teams yep. from the last probably eight years that I've seen. Like they were right there. Now, it, personally, it was, let me say this. I think it's because in the trenches, they were two of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't see, and this was my next question was coming, but I didn't see a lot of skill players that were amazing. I didn't see game breakers. I didn't see quarterbacks that can make all the throws at the next level. But I certainly saw some of the toughest, meanest, most disciplined, well-coached, smartest, strongest players I've ever seen in the trenches. Along the same lines, Chain, give me your assessment. Is J.J. McCarthy as good as people say? Is he a number one pick? Not number one overall. Is he a first round? Pick? Number one overall? No, no. Is he a first round pick? He's not number one overall. Um, and he may be hurt right now. We don't know. Tom will say he's definitely dinged so, up. I mean, they look, certainly should have rolled him out more and used his legs more. I mean, Tom said no, that for the last six weeks. No shade on JJ, um, but I think he's he's a solid. Uh, Second round guy. I think he's better than like a Will Levis, but I I don't I don't know that transition yet. So I I wouldn't take him first round. Second round guy all day. I think he he can command an offense. I think he can manage a game, not make mistakes in big situations, which we've seen. Um, I think he's got a, a great head on his shoulders. He can make the throws when he needs to, um, but take a game on a shoulder kind of guy. I don't see that, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm Tom, a, I'm a, I, I thought he would be better this year personally, so I do think he was hurt. You know how I feel about some guys like Caleb Williams and others mm-hmm. that are just different, about guys that spiritually meditate before the game at the, at the goalpost, guys that, that are, are, are just high IQ poised guys and i think he's one of those guys that being said i have not seen an improvement in him in a while Mm, well i'll back off on that Uh, i think he was well on his way and i think there's a lingering injury and i don't think he should enter the draft this year i think he needs one more year um and i do believe he comes back if they don't win the national championship game i think he is the type of guy that, you know what, I, the money will be there. I, it, it's going to be there at Michigan, ask Blake Corum. Um, so uh, first round, no. Uh, potentially, I think his ceiling is very high. Um, he has that ability. Um, but one thing about J.J. McCarthy, he's a consummate team player. 
Um, he doesn't have to be the reason why they win games. He can put the ball in, in the Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards' hands. Um, he can do game management. And and, and I think that's why uh, Harbaugh loves him so much. I think it's beyond even that. I think his decision-making is – is next level. He's old and, school. And even and, as a leader, as a leader, yes. game management sometimes implies that, like, I'm not willing to take this chance or take this risk or make this throw. Oh, he's a risk taker. The odds. I, I think he. And look at that throw. Look at that I, throw oh, he yeah. made oh, to, no, I, to um, Roman Wilson with the touchdown. And they asked him about it, and he said, "I noticed that that safety in game study when he turned his head." When his initial turn was back, he didn't look back again. He saw that in game tape. And if you go back and look, soon as the safety number 25 turns his head to go towards Roman Wilson, he put the ball right over him. And he he's a smart guy. He's he's got the IQ. But I, I think I think oh, I agree that NFL ability, I'm not sure if he's there yet. I think he's got the, the the ability the possibility kind of like an athletic Brady mentally and stuff I'm not gonna yeah. put him there but like but Tom Brady was not athletic when he played him that's what I'm saying he's an athletic Brady yeah. but um yeah. before we get in the last couple questions quick question for Chain can Michigan win the championship absolutely all right nice all right for everyone including myself who if you had to pick one team would you put on upset alert Washington, which I mean, it's not really an upset. They're not fair. Yeah, they're nine so, and a half uh, point dog. Uh, dog. All right, so yeah, that was a cop out. Let me. So let me say this. Let, let me take off Washington. Let me take off Tex, uh, Texas. Texas. Well, I mean Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oregon's the favorite. So who's on upset alert? Don't say Florida State either. Uh, That's not I mean, shit, you're taking everything. Florida State was the next. I'm one. taking away Florida State as a two. You want me to say Tulane? <laughs> <laughs> SMU, SMU is going to beat Tulane. How about uh, that? Michigan, Iowa, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Texas, Washington, Oregon. What game would you be least surprised by the underdog winning? Alabama. I, I think I think it's Texas. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State also. I think I think I agree. I think Texas has to play a damn near perfect game. So those are upset alerts. Uh, both uh Tom watch and I think that Texas is on upset watch, alert. Watch out for App State at Troy. They went in the James Madison and 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 brought home a dub. Uh, yeah. Troy is on upset alert. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, just to recap quickly, Tom and I think Texas is on upset uh, upset alert, and Chain is saying Georgia. Among the kids that are just playing this weekend, who is your Heisman Trophy front runner? I'm gonna go first. I love. Love, love. We all know this. Ollie Gordon II from Oklahoma State, the running back, who is just phenomenal. You guys? Um, I think 
it's going to be Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate to say that, uh, I've always said the winner of the Pac-12 championship is going to be the Heisman. Uh, who deserves the Heisman is Jaden Daniels, but there's no way uh, – the the the, they will take a a quarterback with three losses uh, better in this scenario better phrased and thank you Shane who's your Heisman choice and third Heisman I had Bo Nix too but if somehow Washington pulls this out give me Penix yep yep who deserves the Heisman still who deserves Deserves the Heisman? I mean, yeah. are we at petty. that point? Tom said Jaden Daniels, three loss LSU, who's done it all. Is there somebody that you think, damn, dude, if that guy, you know, were on a better no, team, had a few more? I think Bo Nix does, to be honest. I really do. Like, what Dan Lanning's done there with him and, and, he transferred from Auburn, which is a SEC school, right? Mm-hmm. Like SEC, like big time. They were pretty the Pac-12. But, I mean, now I he's, he's killing it. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I guess. I, I don't I don't really see anybody else. I mean, I've got when, uh, one update, one question left. One update, North Carolina beat Tennessee 100 to 92. I'm sorry, Rob. Um, College basketball is a long season, but these what-if opportunities would have been nice to beat them. That sucks for him. My last question. I will go first just for you guys. Who are your final four in the playoff? For me, I'm saying Georgia. Michigan, Oregon, and then I'm down to Ohio State and Texas. That's where I stand. And I think Mm. you have to go with the conference champion winner in Texas. I think. But I would be not would be I would not be surprised if Ohio State rematched Georgia once again. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say Georgia, Michigan, Oregon will move up to number three. Louisville will beat Florida, and Texas will sneak into number four. Chain, what about you? I've got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, because they can't lose, and they're at number four now. Like, who's going to jump them? Nobody. And then I got Oregon. Oregon's going to beat Washington. They're going to get in. That's probably the smartest play, but I think Louisville is going to win. Tom, what about yourself? Get ready, folks. Get ready. This the name of this show is what, fellas? Reckless speculation. I think the bubble is gonna pop in the Mercedes Benz Stadium for the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't 
I, I can see I, that. I think Alabama's going to go in there and take home the SEC championship game, pushing Ooh. pushing my University of Michigan Wolverines to number one. Bo Nix is going to dink and dunk his way to a Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady did it his whole career. Yep. Hey, greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, but not and in Michigan. And Mo Frosted tips won't do that in the NFL, I'll tell you. Number that. two will go to Oregon. Seven championships. This is where it gets real interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I think Florida State gets beat by Louisville. Louisville is going to uh, I agree. Uh, avenge a bad loss. I hope so. They are going to so. run the ball. Yep. I'm praying Jawar, for that. Jawar Jordan and Gordon. I'm praying for that. 1,700 yards. Yep. 20 TDs. So they can hammer you. So, therefore, that's going to push my second least favorite college football team, the Texas Longhorns, into the number three spot. And, ladies and gentlemen, setting up what will be the highest rated, greatest college football playoff game that will be in history a rematch of the game. The Ohio State Buckeyes will go to number four. Mm. I disagree in the first round. The rest of the country, it's not as original. When LSU refaced Alabama, not as many people watched. Um, I, I think, think it would be I cool. Think people will watch yes, this one. I think it's, it's even cooler because it's not the championship game. Yep. I think at that time it was SEC, SEC, SEC. But I asked, you know, is there a way you – prompted that question clearly you saw a way and that would be fascinating and the cool part is we all have you know a different foursome so we're about to find out who's right or at least uh speculate on who's going to be right with uh bet your nuts hmm. oh my cursor oh my cursor hit it tom <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Bet Your Nuts. New computer, uh, new challenges. Yep, uh, my cursor. I couldn't find my cursor. Uh, so we're good. We're good to go now. <laughs> you act like any of us care, but. <laughs> you, you're the producer and you're all that matters. And this went longer than I thought, but I'm going to be honest. There was more interesting discussion uh, amongst the big 10 power two than I thought there would be and how that related to the rankings and, you know, why Ohio state didn't drop past six. And, you know, it's, it's actually very fascinating and, Perhaps I'm a sucker and the committee is doing this so people like us will talk about it. But there's a lot more going on than I thought. And speaking of that, let's go into Bet Your Nuts. We're just going to go straight up with those five championship games we talked about. Number one, Oregon, Washington, rematch. Washington 36-33 in the first game. Washington now is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in Vegas. It's crazy. Chain. 
Isn't this crazy? This has to be the biggest spread. Isn't this crazy? We've ever seen in a championship game. This, this a team. I mean, that's just you got to admit with Washington. Oh my god, this is there's crazy. the biggest chip on their shoulder. No respect, none. Unless what's his name the is Vegas. Vegas has no partisan. They look at the eye test and they understand who's better. And Oregon is better. Obviously. Are they 10 points better? They're 17 points better. Book it. Oregon. Let's go. If Robbie were here, he had the side bet. 100 bucks on 17 points. <laughs> I'll take it all day. All right. I'm going to write it down. 17 points. Robbie, will you take it? All right. I'll text Tom's. him right now. I, he, he's I, in... I I think Oregon, I think it's clear they're the better team. But in a championship game, and, and we're going to talk about a, a point spread that could be absurd next, but um, these are two uh, really good teams. These are two top seven teams, top six teams, top five teams. Uh, so I think that number is high. I, I do think Oregon wins, but uh, give me Washington to cover. This I is think dangerous. Washington – I'm close to – if Penix is more hurt than we think, then I'm concerned. But I think Washington has a speed on the outside defensively and the guys up front to keep things in front of you because that's what Nick's does. He's a dump-off guy. They mix it up. Bucky Irving's a great back. Oddly enough, Florida State's best player right now probably is uh, Trey Benson, who's an Oregon transfer, a big back. Um, but – you know, I, I like Washington in this game. I'll, I'm going to throw a little bit on the money line because the odds are good, but I think Washington covers personally. Uh, let's moving on to Michigan. Do we have to even bother? Iowa, 21 and a half. Does anyone think Iowa is covering? No. No. Mm -mm. Phoebe, what do you think? No. That was my dog. Yeah. She this is why this is – is this really the Big Ten championship? That's what I'm saying. Like that's why on, like I didn't so want that's stupid. why I gave Tom eight words and he came back with like a rhetorical question, which sucked. That was mean. Really mean, <laughs> Tom. Really mean. Um moving on. Let's go now at 15 and a half. Nine and three, seven and two in the big 12, number 18, Oklahoma State Cowboys. And I'm a man, Mike Gundy. Face the oh, Texas man. Longhorns. I'm 40. 11 to 1, 8 to 1. Yeah, I'm 40. I'm a man. But, uh, yeah, you know, OSU lost early to South Alabama. Or, sorry, Oklahoma State against the OSU. And Iowa State since then, you know, they've, they've done well against a number of teams, including beating, beating that OU team that beat Texas. Can Oklahoma State cover the 15 and a half? Change. So who's starting for Texas right now? Is it Quinn? Yeah. He's, he's back. back. Okay. He's been back two weeks, but he hasn't looked good. Yeah, I saw Archie Manning come in there, I guess, to clean up at the end um, a week ago. I like Oklahoma State here. I think Texas is going to fall on their face a little bit. Um, I think Texas wins, but Oklahoma State covers. 
I agree. I agree. This is uh, uh, this is a little bit closer. This could be a touchdown game. Uh, yeah. Texas wins clearly by my uh, my top four. Uh, so, but th- the Cowboys cover. Totally agree. We're actually all three in agreement. Uh, the lone wolf thing. Thank God I have Not to hear there. Tom Howell. Um, that's why I don't want him going last. Um, this is not the last game. Probably should be. Doesn't matter. The Bulldogs. You can bark now. Or DMX. Uh, minus five and a half against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Up until last week, I thought Alabama was probably one, two, three, or four in the country. And going that close, getting that lucky against an Auburn team that got smoked by a New Mexico State team at home. Um, that really – it's a rivalry game, so you should throw it out the window, but it changed my opinion on Alabama, who I thought was going to be in the playoff a few weeks ago. Right now, I'm still going to take Alabama to cover the five-and-a-half, even though that's a sucker's bet. Tom, what about you? I, I think not only does Alabama cover, I think they win. I think they win this game. Wow. Saban, Saban is going to go and, and, and coach his ass off. Uh, he's going to drink a lot of Coke, zero, and he's going to have a lot of hair. Problems. Two Debbie cakes in the morning. Two Debbie Two cakes. Debbie I didn't think he did anything, though. I and thought he, he just walked up and down the sideline. and has have his a lot of product. 1,500 people. They do the rest. He does this up and down the sideline. Yep. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think, honestly, like I know he has a staff of 1,300 people. I didn't think he did shit, but um, I could see that. I'm not sure what the money line is. We should check it out. But uh, chain, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, I don't really know what to do with my hands right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Al- Alabama. Alabama. The three of us Roll like tie. Alabama. Ladies and Holy. gentlemen. The Shit. whiskey has taken over. <laughs> the fact that all three of us are gone against a team that's won 40 games in a row and back-to-back national championships. It, it just doesn't seem right that this Georgia team would win a national championship again. But then again, the rest of the country this year, it's just a weird year. Mm-hmm. We shall see in the final game. Let me just go ahead and go first. Like I said, Jawar Jordan. Gorendo, I don't think they're that great of a team. Their defense has played well. They shut out a ranked Duke team and beat a good Notre Dame team. Give me the Louisville Cardinal to win outright against Florida State at two and a half. Florida State's quarterback now being Tate Rodemaker. Do either of you guys like Florida State in this game? No. Nope. Nope. So I guess that means clean sweep. Number four team is out, and then it's just a total shit show, correct? Yes, correct. On that note, do we have any final thoughts? Because I think that's pretty appropriate that number four team out, rest of it is a total shit show. That sounds like college football. Final words. I'll go final words. Uh, this NIL, or I should say this transfer portal, uh, it, it it will ultimately be the death blow for, for college football, in my opinion. 
Uh, there was a stat that came out today that said if you want to get any serviceable quarterback out of the transfer portal, it's going to cost a million to two million dollars. Uh, and like I stated earlier, uh, Ward, who's the backup at or- Oregon State, who has not played in a season because DJ Uyungle, Uyungle played there. Uh, nice. I was waiting for like a like a like a, uh, a eyebrow raise. There. Da-dum, da-dum. No, yeah, thank you. You've practiced, obviously. <laughs> um, there was uh, there was a rumor that he has ten offers, and all ten offers were seven figures. So it, it's just crazy. Um, I hate it. You see all these kids; they 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 don't play and they jump in the portal. And I, I, I just think it. Riley that, Leonard uh, entered the transfer portal. Well, you know where he's going. Game. He's going to Texas A&M and, and you know what? Good for him. Good for him. And he's a smart guy. He's probably State, already graduated. You got a ring. So I just, I, I, I hate, I hate the transfer portal. It sucks. It's got to go. It's my final words. Chain. I'm going to have to disagree, Tom. A little bit. Because um, you guys are going to use it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, we we may, we may, and and we should, we should. Uh, listen, this has been going on for years, paying players, blah blah blah, behind the scenes and McDonald's bags. If you're a Tennessee fan, they they know what what that's all about. But what needs to happen is an actual structure of this. NIL and transfer portal whole whole deal. Like there's got to be some kind of outline, some kind of structure, some kind of rule. There is none. It's the wild, wild west right now. So we're seeing, you know, I'll give you a million. It's like Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. You know, it's, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So until we have some type of structure and I'm okay with them getting paid and them being able to transfer based on if they're going to sit for two years, whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a structure base. There's got to be a baseline. NCAA has zero power. That's the problem is they don't want to step on anybody's toes because all the big power five conferences can take their ball and go home and play somewhere else. So there's got to be a structure. There's got to be um whatever structure that's all i got but yes uh i'm all for all players getting paid and I, I transfer portals fine but there's got to be some some type of structure limit, to it limit how many times these kids can go in the portal if they're going to the portal after their freshman year after their sophomore year and after their junior year yeah you can't you can't get mad and like you get one transfer that's it and I, then you're done right I read that argument and I agree with it. It rewards good students. Those graduate transfers can basically go anywhere that are getting their master's degree or whatnot. But um, I digress. I think we've all waxed those points poetically. The last thing that I will say is that I think it's about time we got rid of the current system because the transfer portal has distorted exactly the conference play, you know, it's distorted teams, conferences. And what I mean by that is if you're looking at the big 10, the sec, the PAC 12, 
and the Big 12. These are championship games. They used to be coin flips, even. The average coin spread in those games is about 12 and a half, 12.75 points. Um, of those four conferences, major conferences, I've never seen such a thing. Um, that used to be the line for opening day when Alabama played Mississippi State. Not the championship game that determines the playoff. Obviously, the transfer portal, among other things, has affected disparity in the league. Um, oddly enough, we talked about Michigan and and filming gate and how the the original law about not being able to film during yeah, during the game and uh, start out in 1994 and, and and was about the same thing financial disparity i.e. parity and we're still at the same place 40 years later it's time for a change I can't wait for a change the SEC is going to save face because I think some crazy shit's going to go down this weekend. But they're going to get lucky because the entire system is so flawed, it's not even funny. And it's about time we just kick the rest of the bullshit to the curb and figured something out where the good play the good, the bad play the bad, where Duke's mayonnaise doesn't make more money than New Mexico State going into Auburn and beating them. And, and we can all just watch football and not have to worry about hating this conference or that, this team or that, and, and, and just pull for our own and, and watch a quality product, which tying it all back around is what I saw for my limited viewing in Ohio State, Michigan. And I'm actually going to go back and watch the rest of that game, even though it already ended and it has no bearing on where I'm at. Because I know that was it's a good great football. game. It's a great game. Mm -hmm. That was good football, and that's what matters. And I hope next year we return to that. So yep. for myself, Raj, for Robbie, who lost Tennessee lose to North Carolina, I'm sorry. For Brandon Chain, who worked really hard to make his championship finals tomorrow in golf at his country club. And for producer extraordinaire, new job owner, Honolulu Blue, and probably the best team in the country, Michigan Wolverine fan Tom Sloan. This is Reckless Speculation. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night and a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation.